Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, where the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. All right, we're going to finish up our uh, last sermon on healing. How many found it's been pretty good? How many enjoyed every day having our health hacks? You just Wasn't that great? I just really enjoyed all the different contributors and what was involved. So it was, it was really, really a good thing. You think we should do something like that again? Maybe we could do uh, financial hacks or uh, relationship hacks or uh, hockey hacks, hockey high sticks, loose teeth, all that stuff. That was good fun. Good stuff all the way around. All right, are you ready? Luke chapter 2, verse 49. Luke chapter 2, verse 49. I got to tell you, uh, last week Sharon was healed. I think, was it just during the first prayer? We were praying at worship, and you're healed. I came in with neck pain and a condition there. Totally healed right there, set free. Nobody laid a hand on her, nothing. Just the presence of God touched her right there, and just the word spoken, the prayer, boom. She just let it go. She said, thank you, Jesus, and the pain totally left her body. Amen. Anybody else in the last three weeks, you just know that God's touched your body and healing's been engaged in your body. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? Who else? Don't be, thank you. It's good, good. Praise Jesus. Well, some of you just don't know it. How many don't know that health entered your body? How many didn't know that the word spoken over you in this work, it works in you because the word's powerful? It really is. So it's good. To, how many feel you've been helped just by the fact that we've been emphasizing this in this period of time? It's helped you three people. The rest of you just, yeah, you know, I was, I was watching Survivor. <laughs> Father's Day, come on, look what it says in Luke 2.49. It says, and he said to them, Jesus, he, he got left behind there halfway home. They found out Jesus wasn't with them. They went back to Jerusalem and he was in the temple. He was wowing all the scribes of the day with his knowledge. And, and they said to him, hey, what are you doing? He said to them, he said, why do you seek me? Did you not know that I should be, and I must be, about my father's business? I must be about my father's business. You ready? Say that with me. I must be about my father's business. You know, and as he is, so are we in this world. And you know what? Christ in us is the hope of glory. And we should be about the Father's business. Amen. <laughs> Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. I mean, this is the Father's business for the people of God. I mean, we got a responsibility. I mean, that go mandate that we have in the Great Commission, that go means that go pick a fight with the kingdom of darkness, and wherever it's encroaching upon life and ease and rest and health of people, you are commanded to go deal with it. That means you got to be whole yourself. you got to have a strong revelation of health and healing in yourself because you can't always be, I need help for me. There's times I do need help for me. There's times I'm putting demand on it for me, but have more than enough revelation just for yourself. Have enough that your mind is always on others and wanting to see the kingdom manifest in their life. You ready? Heal the sick. Heal the sick. We got carried away. I didn't quite finish the verse, but it's heal the sick, the Lord said. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons freely. You have received. You have received. You freely received. God has bestowed on you. See, he's not telling you to do something you can't do because he's saying what I'm asking you to do, I've already imparted to you. Freely you have received. Now, just freely give it away and just loose the kingdom everywhere you are. Two basic ways, two uh, uh, Greek words for healing, two basic words for healing. One word is therapuo, therapuo. I like to say therapeo, but it is therapuo, therapuo. And that's where we get the word therapy. So, and that's one of the words that was used in the New Testament. I mean, the biggest and most obvious word is sozo. Because of your faith, you've been sozoed, you've been healed and set free. But, but another is the word therapuo, and it means is, it's the wisdom of God which releases cures and provides healing. It's a, and a number of approaches for curing a sickness, which includes miraculous healings and casting out demons. So this is just a summary of different ways therapuo was used in the word. But you know, sometimes when you have to work a miracle, you've got to do something. There's more than just be healed in Jesus. 
Jesus' name, sometimes you got to say, sit down, and you got to pull out a leg or grow out a leg or grow out an arm. Or sometimes there's things that you got to get involved in. Sometimes if the healing is brokenheartedness, you got to get involved in the person's life and you got to hear about the pain. You got to let them undo and process some things and pour something out. And maybe the healing has a root in their emotional realm or a root in a past hurt or a pain. And sometimes the healing is going to mean more than just to be healed in Jesus' name. If there's going to be a bit of therapuo goes on, which is where we get the word therapy. So do you see Jesus doing, at times he took time with people. And he spent a little more time. He just went, be healed, be healed, be healed. It's time he spent time with them and he talked to them. The one guy he prayed for once had to pray for him again. He had to go through a bit of a process, but he wanted to get him fully seeing. He said, oh, I tried once. You can only see partly. God bless you. Hopefully it'll get better later. No, he stayed with them and he did therapuo and he got him totally seeing. Amen. And he had to do that because the guy came out of an area that was cursed. Came out of an area that says, cursed are you, Bethsaida, Chorazin, that whole triangle of, of places where Jesus did so many miracles. And yet, when Jesus healed him, he said, don't even go back through those towns. Why do you think he said that? Because these towns have seen the most miracles, and yet they've had the least change. And they've been the least to embrace who I am. You know, she says, don't even go back through there. Don't do that. So sometimes the healing also had advice and direction and some therapuo. It's used in Matthew 8, 7. Jesus said, I will come and I will therapuo him. I will come and I will heal him. Let me give you another word. It's the word, uh, I, oh, I oh my, I oh my. I oh my, and that word is the power of God, which releases the miraculous. Now, this was most often used in just like that instantaneous, boom, bam. I like those, don't you? Don't you want to see the instantaneous where you lay a hand and pow, it's dealt with? You know, God bless you. Do you feel better? 10%, 15%. I love all that too, but I want to see the 100% whack, boom, tumors falling off faces, bodies, bam. You know, what's that? Just fell out your pant leg. Oh my God, you know? And you got to get a shovel and get rid of that stuff. We want to see that stuff take care of. Amen. Who's doing that? We got a new ministry started right there, the tumor shovel ministry. Amen. Matthew 8, 13, and Jesus said to the centurion, go, and it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very moment. Woo! Okay, that's good. Happy Father's Day. That's good. All right, healed, healed, healed. John chapter 9, 1 to 7. It says, now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. He was blind from birth. And he said, his disciples then asked him, he said, Rabbi, who sinned? Now think about that. Now you're passing a guy who's blind from birth. And here's the question. Who sinned? Think about that. You go by an issue, somebody's got an infirmity, somebody's got a problem, and here was the disciples' question. This was the mindset. This was the mindset, the culture of the day. This was their question. Because if something is wrong, it's because you deserve it. And you deserve it either because it's your fault or your parents' fault. Because if he was blind from birth, I mean, he was born blind, so there's probably something really screwed up in the family or something. There's a generational issue being passed on here. And, you know, like Bartimaeus, many believe Bartimaeus was the son of Timaeus, a blind man of a blind man. There was an issue there going on in their family. This guy, they think possibly this guy actually had no eyeballs. He wasn't just blind, he had no eyeballs, because this is the guy where he spit on the ground and made mud. And you know what? Almighty God, in the beginning, he formed us out of mud, right? And he formed eyeballs and put them in the socket. That's what some people say. I don't know. I think it's interesting. You know, formed, formed some, some eyeballs and shoved them in there and said, now, you know, go put some water on there. And poof, they turned into real eyes. And I can see how many think that's pretty cool. I know a person who was was healed and could see, and they still had no eyeball, and yet they could see. That was really, really crazy. Really crazy. So there was some kind of spiritual eyeball going on, but it was, it was bizarre. They're, they're doing things, can you see? Three, four, they're going, you know, there's still no eye. That's crazy stuff right there. But God, nothing is too hard for God. Do you really believe that? Do you believe that? But here it is. Rabbi, who sinned? Who gets the blame for this? This man or his parents that he was born blind? I want to know, who do we blame for this? Who is it? And Jesus answered, neither. Say neither. neither. Now I'm, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Uh, I, I said, I must do the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one could work as long as I am in the world. I am the light of the world. And when he said these things, he spat on the ground. He made clay with saliva and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. And he went and he washed and he came back seeing. 
Now, I just read from the New King, New King James Version, but I'm reading on the screen. I got the NIV. NIV. Say NIV. How many know there's lots of different English translations of the original text? How many know sometimes it's a bit odd? Now, when you read this, this for a lot of people, they use this as the proof text for why God sometimes on purpose makes people ill. And this is their proof text. So this is it here. Because you see, neither was it. It wasn't the parents who sinned. This happened so that the works of God could be displayed. Oh, so this happened so God could heal him. So God made him born blind so that God could perform a miracle. Oh, now I get it. How many hate that translation? I do, and you know, a lot of people go, see, and I'll have people say, God always doesn't want to heal, and sometimes, you know, sometimes people are sick for, because it's God's purpose, and, and they take me to places like this. And they say, see, he was blind for years, walked around blind without even eyeballs all those years, but God made him suffer through all that time so that he could perform a miracle. That's kind of wacky. So it's all about translation. So let me give you another slide, all right? So this actually is a picture of the original text. There are several original texts. This is one of the most authentic original texts. Now, what's circled there, what I've circled there is like periods and commas. It's, it's punctuation. And it's punctuation. And why I'm showing you the punctuation is because the punctuation means there's a transition of thought, which means what I'm going to say between this punctuation has nothing to do with what's before or after. This thought stands on its own. So the transition to a new thought, totally unrelated to the previous test thought, it stands, text thought, it totally, I put test thought, text thought, it totally stands alone. So here's how it should be read. Are you ready? Here's how it should be read. But in order that the works of God might be revealed in him, it is necessary for us to do the works of the one who was sent while it is day. So that stands alone. It's not that he was blind for that. We right now, the point is, we've got to manifest the kingdom. We right now, we, us, 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 this is the chance for us coming into a place where the kingdom of darkness is in manifestation. This is an opportunity for us to take responsibility to bring the light and the glory of the kingdom. And that's the way it should be done. So never should you ever get into the blame game or try to figure out why did this person get sick? Why did, and don't, why did you get sick? What's going on? You're trying to evaluate all those things. You know, in the realm of sickness, you don't have to try to always figure out what's the problem. Just heal the person. So that's, that's what Jesus did. So we have a mandate. Jesus said he had a mandate. He said, I am light. I am here in the world, and I've got a manifest light. Every time I run into the kingdom of darkness, I have to confront it, and I have to deal with it. Amen. Let me give you seven ways you can minister healing. Are you ready? Seven ways that healing is ministered. Number one, healing is ministered by the laying on of hands. Everybody take your hands. Those hands are living conduits of the kingdom. Through those hands come kingdom benefits and kingdom favors. Through your hands, God chose it. I don't know why, but it's a very simple thing. You see, the hand is a hand. It's for blessing. You see, that's why I always used a, another instrument to strike my children. Not that I struck my children a lot. I, I got set free of that. Because you don't want your children to pull away when a hand comes near them. You know what? Hands are for blessing. Hands are for loosing blessing. Hands are for loosing the kingdom. So hands are for blessing. You know what? You can lay your hands on the sick, and the odd time you might see a miracle. Lay your hands on the sick, and they will recover. How many believe your Bible on purpose every single letter? I mean, this is you folks. This isn't pastors, great men and women of God, those who have fasted and sat on a pole for 700 years. They have acquired the right from God Almighty to loose the kingdom. No, you, you, every single believer, every single child of God, good, bad, ugly, can loose the kingdom. Amen? So here it is, one of the ways healing is. Here's a whole course on healing. You ready? Just touch somebody near you. Ask for permission first. Say, can I touch you? And just say, can I lay my hand on your shoulder? Can I? Just, just go ahead. You ready? Let's practice and see if we can do it. Let's see. Can you lay a hand on somebody? You ready? Can I lay a hand on you, Bill? I already did. So there you go. Amen. Anybody here, your arm doesn't work. We can pray for you right now. Because right now, this is simply the way you loose the anointing. This is simply the way you transfer favors from heaven. Lay your hands on the sick. So what do you have to do? The person has to be sick. So find some sick people and do what you just did. 
wish somebody would teach me some stuff I could do. You can do that. Imagine if we did that all day long, every day, everywhere we were. Every time we saw an opportunity to lose the kingdom, we did it. Don't come to church here, history lessons about what Jesus did. Hear about Jesus, the example of what you can do. And he esteems you better than himself. He says, go and do bigger things than I ever dreamed of. All right, so number one, one of the ways you can lose laying on of hands. That's number one. Number one. Number two, the local church. Local church is a vehicle of healing. James chapter five, and I love the way this is written because James chapter five, he, he gives him a bunch of instruction. He says, hey, if you're sad, rejoice. If you're, you know, he goes on this little list of things and then he says, oh, and by the way, if, if anyone's sick, let him call the elders of the church. Let them pray for him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. So if you're sick, what do you do? You pray that through some kind of spiritual goobly-gobbly osmosis, the pastor goes, oh, I realize they're sick. And then he gets out of the office, jumps in his car, and he drives and he finds you, and he pours oil over your head. Now, you know what it says? You call. I can't tell you how many times you oh, I was sick for three weeks and you never called me. I didn't know you were sick. You know, the Bible says, you call me. The Bible says, you call the elders. Now, my dad, when he grew up in church in, in Wales, when somebody was sick, they didn't phone in and say, hey, I can't do nursery today. I'm sick. That's not what they did. I'm not picking on anybody. Trust me. I can't be on worship today. I'm sick. You know, if they were sick, the first call was, could you send an elder with the oil to pray for me, please? And my dad said it was not uncommon to see an elder going with a bucket of oil and bringing somebody back with him because they really believed this. Like, they really believed it. They really believe that I'm getting ready for church and, oh, I don't feel good. You know what? I'm going to stay home today. And they said, oh, wow, what's attacking my body trying to keep me out of fellowship? That's crazy. Hello, pastor, can you come? We're an elder. Send, send somebody with the oil and let's get this done. I don't care what you say. I'm not doing that ever. Although I do believe every bit of the Bible. I obey it all the time. Hallelujah. Well, let's do this one then. Well, I'll tell you what I'm never going to do. I'm never going to call the church when I'm sick. Hallelujah. No, you should call. Come on, let's put a demand on this. Huh? Okay, that's just, just sharing. Okay, just sharing. Number three, number three, the anointing. The anointing itself, the anointing is powerful. Acts chapter 9, 11 through 12 says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons, when he was all sweaty and messy and he'd wipe himself, people would fight over the aprons. I don't know if they fought over them. But anyways, people found that you could take the apron from there, go to another city, and have a revival with the anointing that was in that cloth. I mean, the guy was so soaked in the anointing and so soaked in the glory that literally aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and evil spirits went out of them. That was just straight up the anointing that was on him in that season of ministry that was just so powerful. Boom, you could just take the sweat off him and it would touch people. How many say that was awesome? Peter, remember Peter? It says Peter's shadow healed people. It doesn't mean that Peter's shadow had any virtue. It wasn't his shadow. It was the fact that it, it seemed like in the radius of Peter, in the radius of wherever he was, I mean, it seemed like if you were in a, within a shadow reach of Peter, the anointing on his life was so tangible and so powerful that just places he walked, and that's biblical, isn't it? Because in Proverbs it says, you will radiate health. You radiate health. Have you ever been beside somebody and they got a fever and they feel really hot? They're radiating a fever. Been by somebody with chickenpox, they're radiating a virus. But you know what? You're radiating health. Wherever you go, you're radiating life. I mean, I want to get to the day where we just say, okay, let's go Victoria Hospital. Let's just go walk down the aisles of the hospital. Oh, that's crazy, Pastor. Well, if we could radiate health. I mean, if this was the first outpouring, if this was the first rain, the first downpouring, it says in the last days we'll have the former and the latter rains together. There's going to be a supernatural, super-duper powerful anointing on the people of God. Amen? Where you got to leave town to get sick because we're just too jacked up in the glory. Please, settle down. Ah, uh, what are you talking about, Pastor? Just give us a nice little lesson on Jesus. All that kind of stuff. So the anointing is powerful. Number four, number four, spiritual gifts. Amen? I love spiritual gifts, don't you? I'm a dispenser of heavenly favor. I am like a, I am like a, a Coke machine, but when you press the buttons, pick one. 
Word of knowledge, healing, revelation, boom. Just press the button, whatever you need, ba-boom, I got it. I mean, I am a dispenser of heavenly favors. Heaven has decided to use me as a vehicle where the gifts of the Holy Ghost are released in and through. They don't come in the atmosphere. They come to a believer and they're released through you as a, a conduit of the wonderful things of God. So when you're in the hospital, you have to use a gift of the Spirit. And you walk in, you go, I operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I've got a word for you. Thus saith the Lord. You are really not well. In fact, you're pretty sick. Hallelujah. Thus said the Lord. Well, that's great. That's a wonderful gift, but it's not the one I need today. If you're going to go in the hospital, pray that the gifts of healing, gifts, gifts, plural gifts of healings. It's not somebody has the gift of healing. I think sometimes we think, well, that person has the gift of healing. It doesn't say that. It's gifts of healings. It's gifts of healings by the same spirit, but one in the same spirit works all these things distributed to each one. Say each one. Each one, how many know that the person beside you is actually here? They're fully, fully aware. They're fully here. Did you know that to each one individually, he gives the spirit and the spiritual gifts as he wills? There it is. It's only as he wills, pastor. And he's, I don't know why, but he's never willing to use me. So it's as he wills. So I'm off the hook because uh, he's never once dropped a gift through me. So uh, not my call. How many know the spirit is willing? The Spirit is willing. The Spirit jealously wants to manifest the works of God. So trust me, let me take that out of the equation for you. As he wills, let me tell you, he wills. It's not as he wills maybe, it's as he wills absolutely. Read it properly. As he wills, he does will. It's not as he wills maybe he won't, it's as he wills he absolutely will. Did I make sense of that right there? All right, let's move on to the next one, number five. Number five, the fivefold ministry. Fivefold ministry anointings they do have with it. It says even apostles, prophets, evangelists, uh, these type of ministries they have as a sign that they actually have that ministry. There's a sign on their ministry of miracles and healings. And these things happen on a fivefold gifting. So Peter was an apostle and he went out. He said, Aeneas, Christ heals you. I mean, he just loosed healing wherever he went. He just spoke as Aeneas, Christ heals you. Bob, Christ heals you. Fred, Christ heals you. Susie, Christ heals you. And he had that anointing. He was operating that authority in the office that he had. And then Philip was an evangelist. He went out in the office of an evangelist and he preached there in Samaria. And it says, many who were paralyzed and lame, they were healed. Amen. So, so you know, there are times where you think about people like Benny Hinn and, and people with special, you know, not just, they're, they're not using a gift of healing then. They embody a gift to heal. It's not a gift that they're operating in. The, uh, Benny Hinn never operated in the gifts of the Spirit. Benny Hinn was a gift to the body of Christ. He had a, he had a, a five-fold gifting to loose healing in the body of Christ. And, and I don't like that, you know, I, I don't like having just professional healers, though. Although we need them. You know, those gifts should cause you, because they're all equipping gifts. Say equipping. So they're not doing gifts, they're equipping gifts. They're equipping gifts so that the body of Christ can do the doing. Say doing. doing. See, the doing is the body does the doing. The body isn't a receiver. Like, I'm looking for a five-fold ministry to bless me. You don't need a five-fold ministry to bless you. You need a five-fold ministry to equip you. And they give you a hunger that, can we do healing? Absolutely, you can do healing. Let me empower you to do it. Let me give you revelation in the scripture about it. It is something every believer owns. Lay your hands on that second day. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, all right. Number six, number six, the corporate anointing. Nobody even touched Sharon. She was just sitting there. She was just praising the Lord and enjoying his presence. And all of a sudden she goes, whoa. And, and Sharon, when she sent the email, she said, I had an adjustment. It's like I went to a chiropractor and I, all of a sudden, boom, the thing snapped in place and the pain immediately left my body. And don't you love that? I love that, don't you? And I love that because it's all about just in their pursuit of him in our worship of him, in our desire to honor our heavenly father, just in that, you know, healings are like a side product. They're just a benefit because in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. And in the presence of the Lord, darkness, mountains melt like wax. And if you come with a mountain, you come in with something that is opposing the revelation of full freedom in your life, you get into the hot, fiery, hot presence of God and mountains will melt like 
wax. I don't know. I'm preaching better than you're listening. I'm just feeling it, right? I'm just feeling that. I don't know. I don't know. It could be just me. I don't know. But you should be throwing a lot more, yeah, thank you, high five. High five your neighbor just right now. Just go, wow, yeah, that's good. Now, don't make me force you to do that again. Just go for it, all right? All right, give you another one, number seven. The word. The word. I love this. I, love, I don't know about you, but I love the word. I love listening to the word. I, listen to, I go to sleep listening to preachers. They put me to sleep every night. Some keep me awake more than others. But I just love listening to preachers when I go to bed. And you know what it says? Whatever you're dwelling on before you go to sleep, that's what works in you while you're sleeping. So I do all that on purpose. But I listen to some good preachers, faith preachers, just people full of spit and vinegar. People, I want to get the spirit that's on their life. You know, I just, oh, yeah. And then, you know, I fall asleep. Sometimes I forget to put on my timer to time out. And I'll wake up at four, and I've listened to about seven sermons while I'm sleeping. And my spirit's going, don't turn it off. I'm all giddy. Woo. Are you all right? I'm telling you, the word says he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's good stuff. How many know if you're on a desert island and all you got in your head is a memory verse from when you were a kid? You stub your toe and you remember one verse. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Whoa. You got enough right there. You got enough right there to spend the rest of your time on that desert island in divine health. Then you need to pray for a spirit of knowledge and wisdom to get a revelation of how to get off. <laughs> or pray for a supernatural gift to swim like a dolphin and get on home. Or fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let your spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle. Wow. Did you hear all the 40s get excited about that song? Eh? How many of you guys never heard that song ever before? Put up your hand. You never heard that song. Don't want to hear me ever sing it again. All right. All right. I'm telling you, it's so good. You, there's nothing impossible with God. Do you believe that? There is nothing impossible with God. There's no situation you were in that you can't put a demand on the supernatural power of God and change what's going on. Do you believe that? Man, I'm looking for some people. I'm looking to see a community of believers come together that are nuts about God and believe that nothing is too hard for them. I'm looking for a group of people that really believe the word on purpose and are ready to do it, ready to activate everything the Lord pours in their heart and do it on purpose and see the kingdom manifest. I'm looking for a people. Yeah. Proverbs 4, 20 and 22, my son, give attention to my words. Get them in your heart. Get them deep down. Paint some visions and revelations on your spirit, man. And then speak it with your mouth. The word was written so that it can be spoken. The word was spoken by God so that it could be written, but it was written for you so that you could speak it. When you start to declare it, you get it in your heart, you get it on your lips, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. How many got some unhealthy flesh? I'm not talking about, you know, the old man because he's gone. I'm talking about right here. This thing is acting up funny. The word of God, speaking the word of God over yourself, praying the word of God, reading the word of God, devouring the word of God. You're going to get healthy. It's, it's like having radiation therapy, just whew, letting the light of God's glory, doing mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, just open the Bible. It's life. Listen, It's alive. It's alive. Just a book, Pastor. No, it's alive. I mean, you get the word. It's life. Pastor, that's you just being ridiculous now. Being stupid, being careless. Mouth to mouth resuscitation. Let me know the kisses of your mouth. What is that about? It's about the word. It's about the word. It's about big wet kisses in God himself, Jesus, getting mouth to mouth with the almighty. When you get the word and the word is life and health to all your flesh, Uh, even my ingrown toenail, especially your ingrown toenail. Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah? Can I turn the page? All right. We're doing good, pastor. All right. How are you? Are you? Oh, it's good. I'm telling you. That was number seven. Let's go on. All right. Let's go on to Acts chapter three. And we're going to wrap it up with this passage. And I'm not even going to go to it because you know it. I'm just going to talk about it. Acts chapter three is when John and Peter went to the gate beautiful. 
And at the gate beautiful, what happened at the gate beautiful? A guy who had been lame from birth was brought every day to the gate beautiful to beg. Because on the way to church, you know, they would put a demand on people. Being as you're going into the church of God and you want to be like him, you know, be nice and help a poor guy out. Now you go to India and you go to some of these third world countries, it all makes sense. I was in India once and I didn't, they still got leper colonies, still have lepers there. And I, I didn't know what was going on, but I, I walked out of church and walked through a whole crowd of lepers, laid hands on them all. And they came, brought me some hand cleanser, said, you better use some of this pastor. I said, why? He said, you just prayed for about 25 lepers right there. That was all good. Well, I can't get on me. The power of God is in me. Give me that hand cleaner. So anyways. But you know, you're there at, at, at church there, and I tell you, these people, they got no hope. They don't have any health care. They got nothing. I mean, if something doesn't happen right now in their life, they got nothing else to fall back on. But here's this guy. He's getting carried there, and he's getting carried to the, the edge of the temple gate. Every day he went there, which means what? It means this. It means that Jesus passed him by several times. Well, I thought Jesus healed everybody. He healed everybody who came to him. He healed everything, and he did everything the Father told him to do. But here was a man who saw Jesus walk by several times and didn't put a demand on him. Not like Bartimaeus, who said, I heard about this guy. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What did he get? He got his sight. This fellow was content just to beg. But one day, suddenly, Peter and John, they're going, and this guy's getting carried in again. And then Peter's standing there going, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it a bit, but it's kind of like, I'm tired of seeing that guy getting trucked over there every day. And then in this crowd of people, he says, look at me. Look at me. So the guy's, wow, this guy's going to give me some money. That's awesome. He said, no, no, no. This isn't about silver and gold. That's not what's going to happen here. He said, silver and gold, I don't have for you right now. You know what I got for you? I got this for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Boom. And the guy, bam, was totally healed. I don't know if he was even expecting to be healed that day. I don't think he was doing very good at expecting anything. But I think Peter released his faith. And Peter released his faith and he said, look at me. Now the word look, let me go on a little further. Give me another slide. Uh, oh, anyway, I don't, did I not put it in there? I might not have put it in there. But the word look is the word blepo. In the Greek, it's a blepo. There's several different words for look. But the word look that Peter used, look at me. Oh, there it is. It's way down there. It's blepo. Okay, well, let me go with it now just for fun. The word blepo is the word look. But it's not just look like, hey, look over there. Isn't that a beautiful sky? It's this. It means steadily and expectedly and intentively with an all-absorbing stare. Expecting to be, look at me with an all absorbing stare, expecting to receive something. So Peter didn't say, look, hey, look over here. Peter said, look at me with expectation. Put a demand right now on the communication we're going to have. I mean, put everything else aside and look at me. Put everything else aside. Come to my attention. Peter just put a demand on it right there. You're not going to walk away from this encounter like you came. And so Peter released his faith. Let's go to number one. Let's go to number one just for fun. What did Peter have? Because Peter said, what I have, I give you. Are you ready? What I have, I give you. What do you got? Well, Peter had stuff. So, I mean, Peter, Peter could do a healing ministry because Peter had stuff. I mean, what do I got? Well, I gave you all the ways healing can be ministered. Now, let me tell you what Peter had to have a healing ministry. You ready? So here's five steps to a healing ministry. Amen. Amen. Do these five steps and boom, you can go get your cards printed and go on the road. I'm not kidding. Peter had a revelation. How do I know he had a revelation? Because Peter wrote a book inspired by the Holy Ghost. And what did he write in that book? He wrote something about healing in that book. He said, by his wounds, you have been healed. That wasn't just a nice note that Peter had or some idea or some concept he'd heard. That's something that by the Spirit of God, he had working revelation in his life that by his wounds, what he took in his body, he took all sickness and all disease, every spirit of infirmity. When Jesus died, he covered it all. And Peter just didn't hope that was true. He had a living, breathing, walking revelation of the fact that I have a revelation that God is my healer and it works every time because what's necessary for it to work has already been done. You don't have to do, do, do anything because it's done, 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 everything. And Peter had a walking revelation of that. The question is today, do you? Do you? 
Do you have a walking, breathing revelation that when we come to the table, it says many are weak and many are sick and many are dead because you don't discern what we're doing here. And what don't you discern? You don't discern the body. Well, what about the body? In the body, he took every disease. He took every sickness. He took everything that discomforts you. And if you don't discern that, you don't believe that, you eat inappropriately, and you're going to stay in sickness, and you're going to stay in disease, and it may even kill you. Because you don't really discern. You don't have a working revelation of by his stripes, because his body took every bit of pain, he bore it for me, my grief, my sorrows, my sickness, my pain. I got a revelation of that. Therefore, I can loose everywhere I go the finished work of the cross. You got to have a working revelation of that because that's why people are sick today. And the Bible said, do you want to know why people are weak and sick among you? It says they don't get that he took in his body everything necessary for your body and the body of everybody you pray for and touch to be totally well. Number one, you have to have that as a working revelation. Have it as a working revelation. You know, if you lay your hands on the sick and you're getting no results, it might be because you really don't have a revelation. Number two, Peter had authority. Peter was there, and they said, Jesus said to the disciples, the 12, he said, he gave them power and authority. Say power Power. and authority. See, a policeman might say to a truck, stop in the name of the law. But if the guy's asleep at the wheel, the policeman is toast. Stop right now. Here's my badge. Stop. Man, I had all the authority to stop that truck and it ran me over. You might have all authority, but Jesus didn't just give you all authority. He gave you all power. So you don't only have the authority to tell the truck to stop. You have the power to stop the truck. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Because Jesus, when he left, he said, high five, it's your turn. I'm going to go send the Holy Ghost. The same anointing that's in me is going to be in you. And I give you all authority. I give you all power to go and nothing will harm you. Loose the kingdom, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. What he's telling you to do, he already empowered you to do and qualified you to do. Can I get anybody excited at all? Man, sometimes if, if I said... I have the forever cure right now. I'm going to loose it upon everybody. You'll never, ever again get the common cold. And I'm going to loose it in the room right now. Whoa, whoa. We got something way bigger than that going on, folks. Way bigger. Way bigger. Why doesn't the church believe me? That's all I hear from the Lord. Why don't they believe me? You okay? How many feel like I'm picking on you just a little bit? Stop it. There's no condemnation. Those are in Christ. I'm just trying to encourage us. I'm trying to encourage myself. Aren't you? Hey, come on. Tell your neighbor. He's talking to you. All right. Number three. It's a five pointer. All right. It's a five pointer tied into a two pointer wrapped in a seven pointer. But I'm really only trying to make one point. Heal them. Heal the sick. Third one, Peter had the anointing. Well, you see, Peter had the power. He did. He was there in the upper room. He was there in the upper room when the Holy Spirit came, and you'll get power. Power. Read dunamis or what dunamis in. It's powerful to do miracles, to, to do things. Dunamis, I gave you power. Not to be a witness. I gave you power. You will witness. You will do other things. But here's the thing. I am giving you power. 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 And then First John, I love First John in 2, 20 and 27. It says the anointing, that same anointing that was on Jesus, the anointing which you have received from him abides permanently in you. What if I had a really bad day? Is the anointing still there? Yes. You were an anointed person who had a bad day. So what if I had a really, really bad day? Am I still anointed? What does permanently mean to you? That doesn't mean you should have bad days because that same anointing that's on you to do miracles is the same anointing that's on you to teach you to walk in righteousness. But that anointing abides in you permanently. We are so quick to disqualify ourselves from being used by God. We are so quick to say, God can't use me. I'm not the kind of person God wants to use. I'm not a pure vessel. If you're a believer, you're a pure vessel. And you can't make yourself pure. You can only receive purity. Now you can work out the purity that's been worked in. And what amazes me is a pure person can do unpure things. But you didn't make yourself pure. You can't make yourself unpure. But you know what? It, it's crazy that somebody who's not a pig can behave like a pig. 
Amen. Amen. Sometimes we're eagles stuck in chicken cages. Why do I feel the sky calling me? I feel like there's a different nature in me crying. Man, you got really big and ugly. Look at the size of you. I know, I'm a big chicken. You're not a chicken. You're not a buck buck. You're not in a cave. You're set free to fry. Fry. That would be the chicken. You're set free. They're taking you out to fry. Me, I'm getting out to fly. Okay, praise the Lord. That was close, wasn't it? I'm frying under the lights right now, I'm telling you. Permanently, he was pickled in the Holy Ghost right there. At Pentecost, he was pickled. But you go on, it says he was filled again. The anointing was in him permanently, but he was filled again. The anointing's in you permanently, but he was filled again. The anointing was in him permanently, but he experienced fillings. You know what the anointing is made to do? It's made to leak. Don't leak so long. Get another infilling. Get another whack. Get another mm, full-on drink of the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself totally controlled, stimulated, saturated, pickled with the Holy Ghost every moment of your life. All right. He's pickled in the Holy Ghost, and the anointing is there. It's there permanently, permanently. Say permanently. What else did Peter have? Peter had the name. Say the name. In the name of Jesus, I bless my Weetabix right now. May I eat it quickly before it's soggy and ugly. In the name of Jesus. That's really cool. That's awesome. But you know what? The name is for something more than just blessing your breakfast. The name of Jesus. Look what it says. It says, it says that Peter, Peter, see, Peter, when, when Peter did that, they said, they were, oh, he's a God. He's amazing. They were like, let's pull this guy aside. Let's worship him. Peter said, don't look at me. He said, listen, this had nothing to do with me. What I did, and he said, it's not my piety. Say piety, which means it's not my holiness or some righteous thing. I didn't take 20 classes and achieve this, all right? I just realized that I have the name, I have the power, I have the authority, and I'm anointed, and I got a responsibility to loose the kingdom everywhere I go. And I've also learned and been taught that you loose the kingdom by doing this in the name of Jesus. So I love the way I think it's the Amplified says, in the use of the name. In the use of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he used the name. Have you used the name? Acts chapter 8, verse 12, he went and preached the whole conference, and he ministered to Samaria, a place where they, nobody, no Jew really wanted to go, but he went, and he started a revival in Samaria, and there he was. It says he preached things concerning the kingdom of God. Say, and. He was wearing blue pants and sandals. So blue pants is one thing, and. Sandals is another. Say another. So it wasn't just the kingdom. He also ministered on the name. See, here's the kingdom. There's a new king in charge. There's a new reign and there's a new rule. And you lose the kingdom by using the name. See, a lot of people get taught there's a new king in town. There's a new boss. It's Jesus. He's awesome. There's a new kingdom. Hallelujah. Enter in. How do I do that in the name of Jesus? Well, I've used the name of Jesus. That's why it says don't use his name in vain. What does it mean to use his name in vain? To use his name without expecting to invoke all the authority of heaven to come into manifestation. That's vain use of the name of Jesus. It's not cussing with the name. It's praying without expecting that what you're praying for is going to change because you're bringing a new superior kingdom into manifestation in that situation. So that Peter had the name, amen? Don't you wish you had the name? Well, Jesus prayed in John 17. He said, I've given them the name that you gave me, that name. You have the name, and you can operate using the name the exact same way Peter did, even if you've had a bad day. Oh, somebody's sick in front of me. I wish I was a better believer. I didn't even pray this morning. I didn't read the pastor's healing blog. I should have because I got somebody sick in front of me. Wow, I'm really sorry I can't help you today because I'm not a very good believer. Just a believer with the name of Jesus, with a revelation of the healing covenant that you have to loose the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Can anybody do that? Can anybody here actually do that? What if we all did it all the time? Well, 
we pray with pastors here and they're praying all the time for stuff and you know church is going to be a little leaner through the summer lord just those people while they're away just you know we just hope the church goes okay i'm like lord get them out of here send them wherever they want to go and lord because every day we pray i'm praying right now there are nurses in hospitals there are mechanics working in cars there are people teaching in classrooms right now the kingdom of god is all over the city loose the kingdom everywhere they are loose believers it is manifest the glory everywhere they are I don't have to wonder if you're going to show up at church on Sunday. I wonder if you're going to be the child of God that you are right where you are right now. Because you know what? What you're doing is just a seed bag to let you minister the kingdom where you are. What you're doing isn't keeping you from manifesting the kingdom. What's keeping you from manifesting the kingdom is a mindset. God's placed you where you are to manifest the kingdom. Be faithful in the lane that he's put you in, and more things will open up for you. Loose the kingdom now. I commission you now in the name of Jesus, loose the kingdom everywhere you go. Are you guys okay? I'm looking at the clock and I was supposed to be done by now. And if you'd have shouted back at me a little louder. Number five, say five. See, Catherine's already there, ready to play the guitar. She's been sitting there. Just look at Catherine for a few minutes. Everybody just look at Catherine. You're awesome, Catherine. If I haven't told you, I'm telling you, you're the very best. All right, all right. Now here's something you do have to do. And this is something that Peter had, and I hope you have, and we preached on faith last week. But you got to have active faith. And that's where I talked about Peter had blepo. Peter had faith, and he said, look at me. Peter was drawing attention to himself, saying, I'm, John, watch this. Look at me. I'm going to lose the kingdom right here. I'm sick of seeing this guy get carried to the gate. Look at me right now. I'm going to lose the kingdom on you. Gee, John, I hope this works or I'm going to be really embarrassed. <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I'm using that name. And I got authority, power, anointing, and revelation to use the name. And I'm using it right now on you. Pick up your bed and walk. Whoop. None of that happens if you don't honor the first four points. <laughs> it's, it's true, though. Why aren't we doing it? Because we don't really believe we can why are we doing it? Maybe we're not doing it because we just don't care and we're a little bit selfish. You know what? I got enough going on in my own life. I can barely see anybody past the end of my nose. You know what's important is others. And we got an amazing opportunity to change this city. One more slide and we're done. We must be about the Father's business. You ready? Here's how you do it. Start ministering healing. Number two, keep on ministering healing. Number three, don't stop ministering healing. All right, let me go over that again because I know that was really deep for some, all right? Start ministering healing. Keep on ministering healing. And don't stop ministering healing. Come on, stand up with me. Father, we love you. We bless you. And I thank you that you are here in a big way. I thank you that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is here in a big way. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Jesus, you're so good. And I thank you that your word is yes and amen, and it's all true. And I thank you, Father, that we are believers in the room. I tell you, I am. And I believe you are here and you are present to heal. I believe we got it all going on right now. The corporate anointing, we got a spirit of faith. We are ready to manifest your healing power right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I just want to do one thing first. You ready? Listen, if you're here today and you wandered in and and if you don't know if you're actually a child of God, we sang, I am a child of God, I am a child of God. And when you sing that, you're not sure, am I? I don't know. If you're not sure, I want to pray for you. Because I want you to know today and walk out of here today knowing that you're a child of God. So right now, what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, put your hand up if you don't know. Because I want to pray for you. We're all going to pray, but I'm going to pray for you. So listen, I'm going to count to three. And if you don't know if you're a child of God, but you want to be sure of that today, you put up your hand and we're going to pray for you. You ready? One, two, three. Just put your hand up really high. Lift it up high enough so I can see it. All around the house. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. All right. So let's all pray. You ready? Pray with me. Everybody pray. Lord Jesus, I receive you as Lord and Savior. I thank you that you have forgiven my sins. I identify with you in your death, in your burial, and in your resurrection. I can boldly say 
because I've received you as my Savior that I've been reconciled to my Father. And I declare I am a child of God. So thank you for saving me. Fill me with your Spirit. Holy Spirit, testify with my Spirit that I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. And somebody might tap you on the shoulder and want to talk to you and fill out a form, and that's good for you because we don't want you to join a church. We want you to understand that you're part of the kingdom of God and a part of a wonderful family. Now, again, right now, listen. If you got still, you might have been healed just while the word was being preached. You could have been totally healed. I think some of you were. If you check it right now, pain's left your body. If you check joints and check things, things have shifted and things have moved. Something you walked in with, you don't have anymore. It's totally gone. Shoulders have been loosed and set free. You came in, you got to, it's totally set free. Is there anybody right now, you say, you know what? Something happened in my body in the service today and I've been set free. Got one, got one, got another one, got another one. Anyway, something happened in my body today. I know it, something. Just check it out, check your body. Are you familiar with your body? Google yourself see another hand that's good something's happening in my body now listen if you're here today and you got something in your body you're concerned about and you want to walk out of your healed i just want you to raise your hand don't be afraid because i'm telling you it's all good but we want you to walk out healed okay see just look around see there's hands of people who need healing today people need a touch in their body today all right now i'm going to loose you right now in the name of jesus it's not about me it's it's about it's about the body of christ doing what they were just taught to do so you see somebody had a hand up. I want you to just go over and lay a hand on them. Together we're going to pray right now, all right? Somebody had a hand up. It might be a person behind you had a hand up, but you didn't see them, all right? So I want you to put a hand on them right now. Everybody got a hand on? Somebody touched? Good, good. All right, we're in the, on the authority of your word and in the corporate anointing of your preach word and in the revelation of the Holy Ghost. We on purpose right now manifest the kingdom of God. And in the name of Jesus, you said in your word, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. So we're going to do the man-sized part right now in the name of Jesus. We're going to do it with authority. We're going to do it with power. We're going to do it with anointing. We're going to do it with the revelation of the word and revelation of who we are in Christ. And we declare right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be made whole in Jesus' name right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I just want to ask people that are on the ministry team today, if you're on the ministry team or our elders and people, if you can come up and pray. I know it's Father's Day and people have different plans and different things, but we always want to give people a chance to get prayed for or ministered to for whatever they have. So I just get the ministry team up and I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to bless you. Hey, everybody okay? Are you good? Are you happy? Are you going out blessed? Are you going out good? Oh, it's good to know. All right. Well, Heavenly Father, we bless you in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Father, that you are such a good, good Father. We thank you for fathers, good fathers. We thank you for the wonderful revelation of your kingdom. We thank you for the word today. Lord, may it find hearts that are plowed deep, ready, and open. May it bear fruit. Lord, may you be glorified in what we're doing. We pray that these, these 21 days that we focused on healing in the name of Jesus, we pray that we would have penetrated and saturated and, and peeled back layers of, of unbelief and misunderstanding and lack of knowledge. I pray that some Something is sown in the heart of this fellowship that will never be the same. We pray for an aggressive acceleration of healing in this house. We thank you for it. So bless our fathers today. Bless everyone. Thank you for your glorious sunshine. I command your richest blessing on each and every one in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great, great day.